back, then watch your mouth. We ain't listen, nah, not for the clout. Original man, all I'm watching is y'all. Crazy how addicted I used to be at the mall. Spending all this hard earned dough, but never ball. In the game of life, was more of a curtain call. Smiling in your face, can't tell I was hurt at all. My little Asian love will go and run me to raw. Brought it to the crib and let me borrow the car. Gotta be fly, you gon' catch the people eye. Can't recognize the real when you always taught a lie. Can't remember a day when my mama wasn't hurting. Daddy wasn't brave and my niggas wasn't cursing. We was just some slaves and amazed with our burdens. Trying to find our way through this pain we immersed in. Raised by a gay shit, the sage wasn't working. Remember when they say we was three fifths a person. But if we came first, how the fuck do that work? I know these people never like to tell the truth cause it hurt. Yo, you see what I'm doing? Listen to D. All right, hold up. What? As you already know, sleep in peace. DMX. You know, last week I did a show, so you know how important that man and his music was to me and, and, you know, being able to do that show. And as I told you, calling this my therapy, prepared me for the, the inevitable that I knew was coming with the damage that had happened to his body and his spirit. And it's, it was also sad because so many people were ready to post rest in peace and post that he died so quickly that it's like people gave up on him. And I know that feeling when you're sick and beat and down and people give up on you. And you know, it's, it's, it's easy to speculate from a distance, but I wonder how many people posting their regards actually was there for that man in his trying times and over the years. Um, yeah. Your village, your crew, who you call your boys, what women you have around you. My father always said, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. So we're gonna rap about that today. We're gonna talk about that, you know, and um, my special guest today will be my boys, guys that um, I spend a lot of time with and uh, I bless them with my presence. They'll tell you how amazing it is for them. Uh, yeah, they're probably making notices. Um, but before we do that, I was gonna take a moment of silence for DMX. But instead of doing that, I'm gonna drop three clips of. I think express what I want y'all to hear from this man. Let's go. I have trouble accepting the fact that you're gone. So I won't. It'll be like we went for a while without seeing each other. But I can understand why God would have wanted you close to him. Because you truly were an angel on earth. And my own special way. Love you. Miss you. Whenever I went through something, it brought me closer to God. Mm -hmm. And I stayed in the something. So now I'm closer to God. But being closer is hard. The attacks get stronger. Become much harder to fight and they last longer. That's what it's always been. Joy, pain, dark with the light, sun with the rain. Look with the right perspective, there can be something to gain. Look for the good and the bad. Not the sun when it rains. Rain. Pray for me. So I pray for you. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you read. And only believe half of what you see. God bless you. There you go. I appreciate everything you've done for me. And for so many of us. His music will forever live on, meaning that he will forever live on. And his message to the world will also live on in our hearts. So like I said, this is the Real Work Red. We are Black Voices Uncensored, and we are on the Wake Up Radio. We want to thank Sydney for being part of our village and for always giving us a platform to have our therapy, to talk to each other, to share our feelings, to leave our footprint in this world the way X did. Um, again, if you got any little money, anything you can do, please send it over. Sydney needs that on the Wake Up Radio she has uh, OTW2, which is smashing. I've gotten a couple of my videos taken down on uh, YouTube. And, oh, can't touch my face. 
And only place you can find them now is on TW2. Not because I choose to not share it on their platforms because they choose to censor me. And why I'm happy that we have a black platform to go to, to share our thoughts, to be able to, you know, express ourselves. Um, when I'm done for my first commercial, I'll have OTW2 commercial so you can see where to go to get to go see them. Um, but yeah, it's just, we need our own. We need our own platform. We need our own way to communicate with each other. I'm seeing a lot of pages getting taken down. And, you know, like I said, tell me who your people are and tell you what your village is. And, and that shows you by who's willing to support black owned companies and black owned businesses. I can't, I'm not going to say that I expect everybody to be there with us, but I expect enough of us to stop complaining and do something about it. And for me, it's, I told everybody when I finally get centered off of YouTube or IG, I'm not coming back. I'm not that thirsty for their attention. You know what I mean? And you'll know where to find me because I keep my same name. I'm going to stay at these black sites. And I'm going to rock with them in the beginning, like many of us did with Instagram, who's making billions off of us, Clubhouse, who makes billions off of us, um, Twitter, who makes billions off of us, Snapchat, who makes billions off of us, what was the other one? Vine, that made billions off of us. We are making these social media apps. People are stealing our content, yet we're still here. So for me, I'm jumping ship. I'm already at these black sites. I just post on IG still to keep y'all looking and hopefully get enough people to jump ship with me. You know what I mean? So, um, Getting into let's talk about like you know actually let's go to the commercial bring up OTW Tubes commercial so you can see where to find them and Melanin People uh, is also another IG that we use I mean um, social media platform so run that commercial real quick and then we'll come back. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored, shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW Tubes, the black YouTube. Why you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them perfect people a 10 second snippet, a 15 second snippet, and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW Tube is where it's at. And we're back. Sorry, trying to edit a DMX video. Um, but let's talk. I'm going to bring my two ho hosts in, my boys. Introduce yourself, fellas. My two hoes. That's what you said. I said, oh, see, I'm ready. I'm past the emotional part. The fuck restarts. <laughs> Well, what is a hoe? Actually, since you want to be honest and we're talking about your friends, you only know your friends, and once you know your friends, you got to love your friends for who they are. So, bring my two friends in. Introduce yourself. Oh, you can go first. Kier. Hi. Hi. I'm, my name is Kier. Uh -huh. What's funny about that is I'm old enough to remember the chat room where you could actually do that. You could lie about your, your name and who you were and use your voice if you didn't like what the girl looked like when she showed up. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm Chef KC Cardwell. Yes. <laughs> and I'm here, Jordan. Yeah, they, they, one's a, uh, an actor. The other one, well, you're an actor too with the ladies, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, he pretends to I'm cook. a realist. He pretends to cook, but I don't get food. All I see is amazing videos on IG. <laughs> And Those aren't even real food. Those are just. <laughs> no, no, he will forever. I'll come over here. We'll do the show. We'll kick it. Ask Kier from Lion. We'll leave. And then this video will pop up of sweet chocolate marshmallow <laughs> drinks. And we're like, what the fuck is over there? Hey, did you ever make those cheeses that you were supposed to make? No, no I haven't made them yet. No, no, no. You'll see the video. He made it. Yeah, right. You'll see the video. Um. One of the big reasons I had the one is because I posted a video last night talking about, you know, relationships and how many times when you look at, especially because Casey has known me the longest. Um, uh, I just put here on a payment plan to be my friend, so it's not been that long. <laughs> but um, one thing that I, I realized is that 
a lot of the guys that made with me and KC through the bucket that we've been through, which is 10 years or plus, are the guys in my heart that knew how to treat women or were upfront with women or, ha- or knew how to have good relationships with women. And you'll say, what does their relationship with women have to do with you and your friendship? And I, I really feel like there's a parallel between how we treat the person we supposed to say we love the most. We share the most intimate little situations with, you know, we share our bodies, our personal time. And for me, if you can't even be dope in that situation, you're definitely not going to be a dope friend. Like, what do y'all think about that? I mean, yeah, I mean, totally. If you don't, if you don't know how to respect human beings, like how can you, how can you relate to other people? You know? Wait, what? I'm can you like, repeat the question? No, I mean, like, no, I'm saying, like, if you're, if you're, if you're a disrespectful person, why, like, you're just going to isolate yourself. That's what I'm right. Saying. No, I get that part. I was, I, what I was, what I was saying though is like, and tell me if I'm wrong. I have friends who have the worst relationship with women, and if you really keep it transparent, they also have the worst relationship with you as a friend. Like, if they're, they're willing to lie to a woman, lie to a bunch of women, you think they're not lying to you? That's I mean, how I look at it. And it's, it's kind of like birds of a feather, too. You yeah, know what I'm right. saying? So if you see that one of your homeboys is acting this way towards women, lying to women all the time, it does make you question, like, what? So how much of, of what I know of you is true? Because you do this effortlessly. Effortlessly. Like, without, a, without, a, like, without missing the beat. Right. You know, you can switch up. I'm sitting here watching you talk to your girl on the phone saying that you're at the grocery store, but you're right here playing Madden. Like, so. <laughs> and that's why I tell people, like, I don't understand. Like, one of the parts of cheating that I don't get is that if that person was willing to cheat on the person they said they love with you, how do you not think they'll do that with you? And if I can do that, if I can think about that with women, why do I not think that about that with my friends? Now, I say that because I used to be in the street a lot, worked, did things in the street that meant my loyalty and the trust I had had to be very important. And I had homies, you know, that would lie, sleep around, everything. And sure enough, when situations happened and I needed them to have my back, they didn't. Like, you know, I had a homeboy who I used to know that used to take chicks' cars. We used to go joyriding in chicks' cars and we'd be driving around and he'd be like, oh, I, yeah, I'm supposed to be back, but he wouldn't come back. And sure enough, one day, he took my car and dipped. And it, it, I was looking for him for days. And as an adult now, I'm looking back like, this nigga treated me like one of his little bitches. <laughs> right, right. But like Casey said, I allowed it and sat around and thought it was okay when he did it to them. So why should I be surprised when he did it to me? You know, and I think a lot of times we think that they won't do it to us. We make fun of, like, men, we always act like that. Women will, we all will say women are trying to change a man. They don't want to see who he is. Men, we will think that what a man does to somebody else, he will not do to me, and then we are surprised when it happens. I'm not falling for that okie doke no more. Like, real talk. You know, and, I, and, and, you know, the sad reality is we don't think about that enough as men. You know, how you treat your woman really does judge you. How you can look somebody dead in the face and say, I love you, and at the same time actively be hurt. Now, I'm not saying people that have multiple chicks or sleep with multiple women is a bad guy. No, because I have Right, right. Like yeah, that. straight up, straight up. Say that, Remy. Some people can't help but snitch on themselves. But I'm just saying that all the guy friends that I have that do have multiple women, they're very honest with them. To the point where I'm like, could I, I want to take notes, go back in time, so I could have been a better hoe. But I'm married now. I love you, baby. So anyway, <laughs> thought I didn't it. So, um, you know, because, you know, I have guys that I used to be like, and I mean that when I say what I said, they're Gs. They just have a way of being honest with women, and they still get what they want. And for me, that gives me a security because I know they don't got no reason to lie to me. Bitch, I ain't fucking you. We, we ain't that deep. You know what I mean? So it, it should be easy for you to be 100 with me. I don't know. And I would love to hear people's opinion on this. Comment, 
Let me know what you think. Send me some notes and I'll speak on it on the next show. But how do how is we as black men don't see that our relationships are that important? And you know, a lot of problems is we don't put the amount of weight on our friendships like we do our relationships or vice versa. You know, it should be a consistency where in your relationships, how you talk to somebody is important. Back in the day, I used to be the rah, 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 and I'll tell you about yourself and I'll be in your face and you want to fight. And I was with that with women and women weren't having that. And so I lost a lot of good relationships. You know what I mean? And I'm lucky that I have people like here and Casey, you know, Mass, Connect, Lucky, you know, a lot of other brothers that I have in my life that stuck with me through those rah-rah times. Especially my boy, Steve. I drive that guy crazy. That's my boy for life. Steve, you like, well, brah. he from Harlem, so he like to argue back. And I'm always right. Remember that, Steve. Um, but I'm blessed to say that I have a good network of friends, and that's what's got me to this realization. I was telling somebody the other day that I'm not perfect. And everything y'all see me talk about comes from my background of where I've been and what I've seen that made me say, oh, shit, son, you got to wake up. Like, it's what they said, a common denominator. So when I look at certain shit and I see it happening over and over, the common denominator was me. So once I fixed me, I fixed a lot of my relationships. But a lot of times we like to blame other people or displace the, the trauma that we're going through that somebody else is the problem, something else. I keep ending up with these bum bitches. No, you keep picking them because you's a bum bitch yourself. You know what I mean? You on that level, so that's all you pick. You know what I mean? So I just think that we got to think about that because, like, I've been seeing a lot of people co-signing on some real Fugazi shit, B. Like, some real shit that you be like, yo, son, what did he just say? You know what I mean? Especially entertainers. We... We follow these entertainers, and that's why I'm blessed and happy that I come from a generation where the entertainers were really artists. And their poetry and the way they vibed out, they were different different people altogether. You know, hold up, sorry. I got to say something, and I need to ask y'all an opinion because my girl said this the other day. And it speaks to what we're talking about. She goes, is she wrong because she doesn't know how to see men anymore because they're all feminine? You know what I mean? Whether they're gay or not, all men, like, she's like, I can't tell who's straight, who's gay or not, because every man is, is feminine. And I say that because it's nothing about being gay, because I come from the generation where even though you were gay, you still acted like a fucking man. You know what I mean? Like, I had homies who were gay, who was like, yo, catch these fucking hands, B. They talked to you. They wasn't walking around here like, whatever, I can't even do it, bro. That's how much art you got to put into that shit to talk like a female when you a man. Like, it's really all-day work these, these brothers go through. So I think it's interesting. I'll give you an applause for that. No hate here, bro. Like, if you can, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Um, but we are in such a place where, like, masculinity has been robbed so much from us that we let this Fugazi fuck shit keep getting by. I really believe that. And we had a long talking about, about one little cat that we he showed, one of my man's KC showed me. And I'll, I'll, you know what? Let, let me just play the clip and we'll talk about it after that. We're going to play the clip. Listen to this. Bad Baby just turned uh, 18 a couple days ago and everybody was telling her making only Well, I definitely was telling her making OnlyFans, making OnlyFans, okay? And come on now. We're not going to sit here and pretend like we weren't all waiting for this moment, okay? We're not going to pretend. So jump to just to jump just skip just, just you know jump ahead of everything i was basically one of the first ones to subscribe i paid 23 dollars. i mean I, I just subscribe because i'm a fan okay i'm definitely a big fan okay i mean of course she's not you know like one of them porn stars posting you know naked pictures and whatnot she basically just posts kind of the same thing that she posts on instagram you know bikini bra pic stuff like that but I mean, us, us horny motherfuckers, we're gonna, we're gonna subscribe regardless, cause I'm definitely not unsubscribing, cause I'm gonna go ahead and stay subscribed for a couple months. What? Can we please? Okay, Casey, cause you did it first. Can we please break down what he said? 
Like, help me out, guys. Don't let me leave me out here by myself. Like, so basically, he's saying, "Hi, I like little girls." <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. He still gets follows, and people still support him, and they didn't cancel him. We canceled Andrew Mama, but we not canceling fuck boy shit like that. Like dead ass, he just said, "I groomed Shorty. I watched Shorty. I told her from she was a young girl and she was illegal that she should do her OnlyFans when she get legal." And even though I already knew it, I signed up for it to be a pedophile. This is the generation, the era, not generation, era we live in. And the reason why I decipher the difference in between generation and era, because it's across the board of all these generations. This era is promoting fuck shit, pedophilia and over-sexualization of children. And we following it. And it blows my mind because it doesn't speak for all men. It doesn't speak for all black men, especially. But the fact that celebrities like this and things like this get a pass blows my mind. There's so many fake accusations out there that I've seen ruin people's lives. But there's actual people like him that will admit the fuck shit they doing and they get to live. Like for me personally, I never even talked to a chick that was too small or looked too young. Because even if I know you was grown, if I felt like you looked like a little kid, it didn't turn me on. You know what I mean? Like, it was really some crazy. And you said this dude's a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. Like, got mad followers, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find his face. And when did he do this? This was a week ago. A week ago? And, and, and he's still rocking. Like, you basically just admitted to being a, a pedophile. Low-key, high-key. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird, the shit that we okay. And he'll have mans in his teams that will sit down and be like, oh, that's okay. Oh, he was just being funny. No, nigga, that nigga nasty. And we need to speak on that. There's another video I want to show you, and I want to see what y'all would say to. Hold on. Basically, the guy's at a restaurant, and I don't know if Casey's going to be able to play it. They're at a restaurant, and my man hit his girl, and his mansdom sat there and said nothing. But as soon as the OG jumps up and says something to them, now they want to act all hard talking about I'll kill you. But you just sat there during that fuck shit. Let this man fucking beat on this girl. But now you want to jump up when your mans get checked for it. And it, it, it's crazy to me because it's like, yo, B, dead ass? I'm not standing by and letting none of my homeboys beat their chick. What am I? I don't care if she's going back to you. We catching them hands, bro. Because it's not even about her. You're disrespecting me to think that you could do that in front of me. Check the drop box to see if you see it. You, you, you mad disrespectful if you think you can do that in front of me. You know what I mean? There's no way I'm going to let you put a hands on them. And what's one of the... I come from an auntie that used to get beat. You know, my mom's never did, but I had enough aunties and aunties. I mean, aunties, sisters, cousins, women in my life. I watched go through that that I had to go get hands with. Friends. I watch niggas jump out of bushes and shit on women I've known. Like, what of my mother? I'm not about that because I don't see how you could. You got time to do that? It, I just don't see how you can sit by and let your boy do that. I've seen guys like sit in a crib. And I ain't no son. I went to son's house to, you know, obviously work on some street shit. Him and his girl get into it. And. He take her into the room. He, he hitting on her. And I'm like, y'all not going to say nothing? It's four of them in there. That's none of my business. So I bang on the wall. Yo, what you doing? I'm telling you. I'm banging. What the fuck you want? I said, where did my mother, bro? You, I said, you need to cut that out right now while I'm here. Or we don't got to do business. Oh, you, oh, it's like that? Oh, what, you want to fuck my bitch? No. It ain't even got to be that deep. You just not about to beat a chick in front of me. Burn around my hip and everything, waiting for them to kick off because I can't, I'm not going to walk down the stairs and feel okay with myself. I, don't, I can't stop it once I close the door, but you're not about to do that in front of me. You're not about to disrespect me. And I think it's hard for a lot of us brothers of this generation, especially with so much going on with the narrative and the way we're portrayed, to understand that it's worth fighting for, that dignity for yourself, that self-righteousness for yourself, who, who you are. 
Like, you can't let that pop off. You can't let that happen in front of you. I'm sorry. And I, and I, I say this because I don't think many of our men know what it means to be a man anymore. It's gotten so skewered. We're told we got to be okay with everything and we, you know, we got to be soft with everything. It's like, no, there's certain shit we ain't got to deal with. We ain't got to put up with. And there's certain shit we got to stand for as men. Real talk. Because if you ain't standing for something, you're falling for everything. When you fall falling for everything, you need the gateway of fuckery to come through the door. And then you can't look surprised when you see it and you're mad at it later. You're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Real talk. Like, I just don't get where we're going. So I say this to the young kids who are watching me. Don't follow suit to this fuckery. Go to your elders. Look at what if we used to be like, man, and see that and see how different and the results of our community was. Yes, you can't. I won't ever deny that black men are killing each other. I won't. But that doesn't speak for all of us. That small speaks for a small percentage of certain communities that they portray in the media. But the majority of us are doctors, lawyers. We're kings. We grew up in the project. We grew up in the suburbs. We're good men. And those are the examples you got to look for. If you only look for the negative, you're only going to see it. You got to search for the positive of what it means to be a black man. Because if you stand by and let your boy beat on his girl and you ain't saying shit to him, you just as much as a bitch to him. How we doing on that video? Because I want him to see this shit. Oh, what happened? Also, he's slow. He don't know what he's doing, but it's okay. We're going to run a commercial real quick, give him some time to get that video, because I really want y'all to see it before I keep popping off. And when you see it, you'll be like, oh, now I see why Remy's so up in his feelings about it. You know what I mean? Like, don't stand by. And everybody be like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, uh, maybe I got too much PTSD. I just can't see. I can't co-sign on this generation of hitting women. Personally, me. Don't use the, the idea that these that women want equality to use as a justification to being able to hit them. That don't make sense to me. Because being able to let a woman make the same money that you make doing the job that you both are good at has nothing to do with knowing that your body weight is heavier than it is and thinking that you can punch her just because she put her hands on you. Because here's my, here's my key thing that I always say. Before you decided to hit that woman, why didn't you think of walking away? I'm just being wondering. Because before she swung, she raised her voice at you. Mad disrespectful. Don't let no woman raise your voice to you. I don't let my woman raise my voice to her. Why? Because I don't raise my voice to my woman. Did she mush you? Did you stand there and let her put her hands on you? I would never let that. Did you let her talk to you disrespectfully in public? I would never allow that. So when I see men that put hands on women, I realize there's a bitch in them. Because they didn't know how to place rules and regulations on their woman. They didn't need, know how to be the king she needed to lead her to understand that her actions were incorrect and that if she want to be with you, you got to check her. So what they did is they waited till she was acting up and balled up all that lack of manhood they had, all the lack of masculinity they had, and waited for her to play herself and go over the limit. And then they hit her, spoke on equality, spoke on how you want this, and then you justify being a bitch. We good? Right on point. Not yet. Can we go to coach? See, look at him. See, watch where your friends are. Set me up. I was on a roll. I was hitting the table. I was hitting points. Then he throws up the finger. Now he do it again. I don't know if I should trust him. Should I trust him, y'all? Should I? He get and I will make you my motherfucking breakfast. How about that? How about that? You touch her again, and you will be my motherfucking breakfast. So shut the fuck up so we can eat. Go ahead, give a motherfucking light. What you gonna do, boy? Punk? Bitch? Bitch? Get up! What are you looking at her for? I'm talking to you, motherfucker. What you gonna do to me, motherfucker? What you gonna do to me? What you gonna do to me? Now, come here. I'm gonna talk to you. You want to hey, 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 boy. You want to talk to me? You want to talk to me? Hey, look, you good, man. She good. Are we good? You good? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, you 
touch it one more you time. You do all that home. You touch it one good. more motherfucking time. Man, I see my mother be beat. My motherfuckers like you. I see my mama be beat too. look, man. Right one. Shit. Right one. Shoot me! It won't be the first time! I ain't for shit, man. Shoot me! Shoot my nigga! For real! No. What the fuck you gonna shoot me with your motherfucking head? Sit the fuck down! I ain't sitting no motherfucking head. Some real nigga shit, my nigga, for real! Sit the fuck down! You a man gonna hit a woman up? You see how my nigga shit, nigga? What's up? Yeah, damn. Man, sit the fuck down, bro. Yo, man, I'm too shit at home. So, you see what I'm saying? Now do you see why I was in my motion? Look how much energy they have for Sun. Your man's had energy. Now, Sun did go a little old, dude, but I think it's justified. If you want to beat a woman in public, I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to embarrass you. But Sun had all that energy for him, but it had no energy to protect that woman. And y'all don't see no problem with that? I would love to hear y'all comments on that part right there. How you going to sit there and let this man beat on his chick in front of you? And then when somebody check him, talking about that's enough. Why you ain't say that to your man? That's enough. Don't hit her no more. That's enough. Be a man. Chill out, bro. You know what I mean? That's why I talk about as an era, we are fucked up with what we allow from what we don't allow. You know what I mean? And it really is strange to me. We're going to go to the commercial real quick, um, pay some bills, you know what I mean? Uh, we're doing Soul Sunday, Bruce's. So hold on, let me uh, read out something for my mans. He got his, um, he says, I'm excited to announce my documentary series, Soul Hop Sundays, premieres in next Friday, April 16th on the VLZD channel on Roku TV. See how a kid from Montown, Detroit, the mecca of soul, brings a new vibe to Los Angeles through his hard work. Soul, hip-hop, art, fashion, and film. Join the Brilliance Tribe and follow the journey. 416 on the VID network. Yo, you remember when you was a kid and you hate reading out loud? And you try to read it before you get to read it out loud? I didn't get to do that right now. So I feel real good about myself. Hooked on finally is working for me. Thanks, Mom. My dad, no, thanks, Dad. My dad did that to me at my 11th birthday because I'm from Jamaica. This asshole brought me a hooked on phonics card. Do you know how much social suicide that was? I was, I remember the roller skate rink. I had my birthday at the roller skate rink. rink. Little bit, see why I needed hooked on phonics? Roller, roller rink. <laughs> and I'm all excited. I, I'm in America. I'm like, yeah. Open the fucking box and it was hooked on phonics. Do you know I dubbed Tupac and Biggie on all them tapes? Like, fuck, you think you about to play me? I'm about to hook the fuck my way into hip-hop. Ah, anyway, let's pay some bills, yo. Motown, Detroit. For me, growing up, was like the mecca of soul. Barry Gordy brought us the Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Diana Ross, The Temptations. I can go on and on. My mother can sing, and my father had the dopest record collection. I would literally wake up every Sunday to him cooking breakfast and bumping hit after hit. This was the music you could live to. You could literally play one of those records today and it instantly takes me back to those amazing moments. But I started to feel like I didn't get that feeling anymore. So what if I could create that feeling for others who may have not had the opportunity to get that feeling? In today's music industry, you can't just sit around and wait for a label to slide in and provide you with the opportunity to share your vibration with the world. So 
So join us as we create a new soul vibration for a new generation. Soul Hop Sunday, premiering every Friday on the VizD channel on Roku TV. some videos I want to show you because one of the things I'm really trying to do on my IG, which is the real Remy Red, is change the narrative of how black men see each other. Try to give my perception, my experience to what I think we need to change as black men and how we need to cater to that. And with the loss of DMX and seeing so much trauma that this man went through and so much trauma that so many of us go through, I think we need that. I think we need to re-educate our children. We need to re-educate each other on what it is. Real talk. I really think we need to Think about where we are and where we're going and what needs to change so that we can fix it. You know, and, I, and it means leading by example. We need our elders, our black men who, have, who, do, who are doing it to give back by not just being good men and being an example, maybe mentoring a, cat, a kid. I seen a, 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 a really crazy adoption thing the other day. And this black man had an ad, a opportunity to adopt and he adopted a white child. Now, some of you are going to look at me and tell me all kids deserve love, but with all the black kids out there, you, you, you took one that's not yours. And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about that's happening in our community. It's like, why are you not trying to adopt a black little boy and give a black little boy opportunity? You know what I mean? And that didn't make no sense to me because honestly, you can't raise that white kid how to be black. All you're going to do is wait, raise him to get fucked up, to think he can talk a certain way or act a certain way because his daddy is black. You know what I mean? So I just really wish that we would take the time to adopt, lead by example, mentor kids. And let me say this, because I feel like I have to put out this disclaimer. Y'all can mentor kids without fucking their moms. Like, you don't have to get into a relationship. And women, just because a man is mentoring your kid does not mean he's the best man for you. <clears throat> you know what? If this, I knew he was going to say something. I knew he was going to say something. I wasn't going to put him on blast. But I knew you gotta say something now. You gotta say you can't and not say something. I mean, you gotta give the kid love, but you gotta give the mom love too. Why? Because all women deserve love. <laughs> Do I need to say anything else? I think that set it all for me. Ladies, do not mess with the mentor, the teacher, the basketball coach. Leave they ass alone. Let them focus on the children and not your body parts. That comes from Remy. I can't tell you about the guys in the back, but their face is not on camera. So that comes from me. This is Kier. <laughs> <laughs> if Kier don't speak up, he's going to set up. People know his mama going to call him Kier. I heard your podcast. We have to talk about you, you, you know, your philandering ways. <laughs> No, so oh god, that is great. Anyway, definitely we gotta think about that. How are we doing over there? So usually I'm more organized, but DMX's thing got me all messed up. That's why you see me still trying to edit this when I should be paying attention. But we're making it, you know, and this is what this is about. It's organic. We're not the cut cut uh, what's it cookie cutter show like most people is. We are more organic. We need you know, we need people. To tune in and comment, I feed off of that. But it's like I said, this is my therapy, so I don't give. I don't care how you feel about it. I'm having a good time as long as I'm having a good time and my boys are having a good time. Then you have Black Voices Uncensored chilling with us, you know. So we, yo, we're gonna be coming to Roku, the Seven Stream. That's a big thing that be happening soon, a couple months from now. So we're gonna get everything cut and straight before then. But trust me, definitely gonna be coming in real soon. And big thing I need y'all to do is continue training. 
I've been seeing a lot of hate crimes on social media lately. A lot of people want to talk about stop the Asian hate, but they don't want to talk about what's happening to our people. People are busting our heads. They're shooting at us. They're killing us. And I think it's crazy that no matter what, everybody gets love with us. And I think it comes because we don't have unity, honestly. We don't have enough unity, so they allow people to step over us and step on top of us. Uh, can you play Redstone, or do you need the computer up to be able to do what you're doing? All right, thanks. Redstone Farm has been a blessing to me. I haven't been shooting, bro, and I need to get back out and train. When you don't train, that muscle gets, you know, weak. And I need to get it back on. I need to get on the range. I need to shoot. I need to figure Stop. it out. question and I say this because I just thought about it and I was talking to my wife and I was telling her how much I appreciate what she does for me and in that I think one of the things I got to talk about is what you can do to help a black man and a couple of things I just want to talk about that I feel like you could do because I'll have a lot of women have asked me how to I deal with a black man that doesn't communicate and doesn't speak about his traumas one is think about how you're listening. A lot of people listen to respond, but they're not listening to be a listening ear or hear what the person's saying. And a lot of people, and this is for women and men, if you have a boy, homeboy or a boyfriend and you see they're going through something you want to help them, remember on how you listen. It's not personal. They're not attacking you. Even if they say something that sounds like they're talking about you, listen to hear their pain and what they're saying because it may be their depression or their, you know, the fact that they think their mind is playing tricks on them and they'll, they'll place things on you. But if you know it's not you, and that's why they say two hurt people can't help each other because another hurt person is going to think everything is narcissistically about them as well instead of just hearing that this person may be screaming out for help, you know? And... Saying I love you. We got to make it a habit to say I love you. And, you know, people don't look at me and be like, what? Yeah, I tell my bros. I tell Casey and Kiara something. I love you, bro. Because I mean it. Okay. I know it is. I'm very happy about beloving my homeboys. See, that's the thing is like. Just kidding, guys. Yeah, we're just joking. But on another level, that's how so many people feel. Like, I can't tell another man I love you. I'm not telling you to go hug, hump, be all of, I'm saying just saying the words, give a dap, let, look somebody in the eye. That's big. I love you, King. Not bad away, not second guess, like just saying it to be funny. I love you, King. I hope the best for you. I want to see you achieve because I'm a hustler enough that your achievement doesn't scare me or scar me. You being great doesn't bother me. Holy shit. You know what I just caught? That Coach Carter scene. All the things he said, that, that kid said in the, in the, in the gym, mm -hmm. it really just hit me with that when I was saying it right now. So all the things he said in the gym. The whole movie takes place in the gym. You yes. <laughs> if, if you knew the movie like I did, you know what you know. But it's the scene where the young kid steps up and he, he had been asking him over and over, what is your biggest fear? And um, hold on, because I want to play this so you can hear it. Because when he, when he breaks it down, I didn't realize 
how parallel to what I just said and and how so many people fear other people's greatness. I will talk about something when I come back. Big girls. No, hold on. It's going to be a positive thing. You're going to think I'm joking, but it's not. It's stupid positive. All right, listen. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. Sir, I just want to say thank you. You saved my life. Why is that important to me? Why was that scene so important compared to what I was? Go ahead. You could have said Nelson Mandela's inaugural speech. You know what? You know why I don't say that? Side note. I don't fuck with Nelson Mandela. You know why? Because Nelson Mandela went through all those years in prison and his wife held him down, did everything she did to save him. And as soon as he got out and those white boy people talked to his ears, he dumped his wife and turned his back on her. Because she let herself go. You know what? Here needs to cut that shit out. <laughs> and y'all can see the look he just gave me. Like, oh, I'm not being associated to that one. All the shit we said before he was cool, but not that. Yo, I am, yo. Anyway, I, I, that's how it does just stump me. But. That is the, well, I don't like Nelson Mandela, but anyway, but the speech and let me know why it's so important is as black men, I feel like so many times we don't want to show our greatness because of fear of how other people look at us. You get robbed, you get killed, you get beat up by, because you're too cocky. And then when people are confident, we hate on them. How dare you be confident? Like I worked hard for this. I achieved me being great does not make you any worse. I may because I'm from the Bronx and I'm Jamaican, but I don't care how great you are. I'll still, well, back in the day, I still fuck your girl. Now, that's not what I meant to go with with this, but it was so nasty about to come out. But I'll still do me. You know what I mean? I remember when I was a kid, they used to play me because I was dark skinned. Like, you ain't cute, bitch. I don't want to be cute, but your girl like me. Like, <laughs> You can say whatever you want about me. I felt for myself. And I had my depression moments where I didn't feel myself. You know what I mean? And that's why I think it's so weird that we have to re-educate our children on being okay with being great and that other people don't need to rob, hurt, kill, or steal them in their own communities for their greatness. It doesn't make them bad. But society and the narrative that's been controlled about us tells us it is bad for us to feel ourselves. You know what I mean? To have a good time. So, I want to talk about big girls. So, the thing I wanted to bring about big girls, what I love, I love all women, right? But as a photographer, I've seen many years of um, modeling and ads, and I've been working at Target lately, and I see a lot of, uh, they call them uh, plus size models getting shown, and it's dope. It feels great to see them, and they look good in that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and I love that representation, that positive representation, you should say. You know, and then, you know, I'm working at Tucker, and I'm looking at these pictures, and I'm like, that's dope. You know? Now, on the flip side, it does have a lot of big girls on the street thinking they can wear things they can't. And I just want to put that disclaimer out there. Some of y'all sisters need to chill a little bit. That's my opinion. Um. Because you know the double standards is if I wear some of the shit that I see black women wearing, I was talking to you. But okay, back to the camera. <laughs> uh, but if I wore some of the stuff that I see some of these sisters wearing as a, a black fat man doing it, I'd be all disgusting. And that happened in a verse in battle, I think it was. Um, 
the ladies wore something and guys said something and everybody was like, don't judge her clothes. Don't, oh, Megan Thee Stallion can wear whatever she wants. She can have her ass out. It's cool. And then they tried to clown one of these verses about the black man for what he wore, clowning him. And it's like, leave that, let that man live. Or you don't get to live. It's, it's either one or the other way. You can't have it both ways. Anyway, we about to go to commercial real quick. Did we able to get those videos pulled up? Which one? Only one with only one with him in the in the dropbox. Oh, which one was that? The one with the man standing with a striped shirt. Oh, play that one. We're gonna play that one and go to the commercial and then we're gonna talk about it when it comes back. No, play the commercial, then play the video, and then we'll talk about it when it comes back. isn't your favorite your genre. Are huge. How many baby mamas do you have? That is not who I am. That is not who I am. That is not who I am. I'm tired of hearing black men are lazy. Disrespectful. Violence. Absent. I think America's got this very interesting history with black men. America views us one-dimensionally, and for the most part, it's in a negative way. Comments I hate hearing about black men are... You grew up in the hood? You know she only likes you because you're black. You must play basketball, right? It vacillates between extreme fear and extreme infatuation. Everyone wants to be black. But on the other hand, when it's time to be black, no one wants to be black because... Black men. Black men. Black men are... Monkeys. Problems. Thugs. But, but that, that is, is not, not who I am. I am. To me, being a black man in America means to be afraid. You have to subject yourself to being less than a human being in order for someone else to to feel better about themselves. Whenever I see a white female on the street, if I'm walking behind her, particularly if it's late at night, I actually go out of my way to not only pass her, but to pass her as wide as I can so that she can see me clearly and so that she can see that I have nothing in my hands. I'm tired of hearing that we make up the hatred and mistreatment that we receive from people in power. And the fact that if you're 15 years old and black and you're walking down the street with, with a hoodie on, you could be a target of some kind of a harassment. I feel like we have targets on our backs. Black men. Black men. Black men. Are not just rappers, athletes. We're not all great dancers. Black men are intelligent. Multifaceted. Individuals. Compassionate. A person just like anybody else. This, 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 this is who I am. That's my consistent solution. When you ask me, well, what's your solution to the problem, Remy? Is to not only show positive representation, but remind people of the negative controlled narrative that's been pushed on us. And hopefully by doing that, we combat a new image of what the black man is over what they've been telling us and we've been brainwashing to believe in. I really want people to take into account what you've been taught over what you see in your everyday life, the people who are next to you. And then you got to think to yourself, if everything that you see around you is as negative as the narrative they're telling you, then maybe you should change your surroundings and the people you are around. So I bring that full circle. Tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. If everything you see around you and your boys are the negative connotation of what black men are, then it might be time for a change. Real talk. Because there's very, there's very limited time left right now. A lot of us in our generation, my generation is getting older. And if we don't figure it out, we are gonna leave a, 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 a worse situation for the next generation. And we can't be sitting here killing each other and fighting each other. At a point, black men, we gotta figure out how to work together. Like real talk, you know what I mean? I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm just talking straight out. Like we need to figure it out, B. It's kind of sad where we are right now and knowingly are there and how much we're being controlled by money and everything. And it's really sad that we allow this to happen. And I say allow because we're at the point where we know everything that's happening. So it's not like they're finagling and free, free, you know, catching us off guard. It's on the net. It's been explained to us, been broken down. We just have to be willing to change it. Um. I should sit, let my, my two guests say goodbye since Kira was the only one talking today.
This is Chef KC checking out. Thank you, God, for tuning in to um, The Real Remy Red 2 on uh, Black Voices Uncensored. This is here, the one I wasn't talking at all this whole time, <laughs> just so y'all know. <laughs> at the end of the day, I want to try to bring these two in more. They're always here behind the scenes. I want to get there, you know, because we talk. So It's so funny because they act shy, but they talk so much before we get on air. And then we get on air and it's like crickets. It's your so show. Yeah, but I need y'all help. You know what I mean? Damn. Didn't I just do a whole show on support and how we need to help us out? I gave you water. Actually, here, bring me his cup. Bring me his, this subliminal message is something we'll talk about in another show. Look at this subliminal message. This motherfucker gets himself a skinny cup and brings me this fat round cup and wants to talk about he brought me water. If you want to look Casey up, Chef Casey up after this, he's a skinny, tall, big-headed dread dude. So, But what you didn't notice is that I refilled your cup. So here I am, seeing that you were depleted, and I refilled into you. I poured into you, my brother, without you asking. There goes your support. It ain't support. He did that because he thought I was fat and I needed more, and I didn't have any portion control. So he over here filling up my cup without me asking him. So he can show me that he had one cup and Kier, who's another skinny bastard that's next to him, got one cup of water, but they filled mine up twice like my fat ass needed it. So, yeah, you see how you control the narrative? You're welcome. You see, you see how you can take a positive and turn it into what we, we just did. Let me gaslight you so. real quick. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I was thirsty, though. Mm. DMX, sleep in peace. Um, He's no longer in pain, no longer suffering the trauma. And a lot of us are still walking in it. Find counseling, find somebody to speak to, find some way to deal with it. Because I promise you, it will eat you alive. It did for me for many years. And I'm at a better place now. A part of that is because I found love in a beautiful Black woman that supports me you know, honors me and treats me in the right way. And it took us years to get here. So it's possible for any of us. Maybe not Casey, but for any of us other than Casey. Um, we're doing a singles thing for Kira next week. Tenders all day. We're going to put his pictures up. Headshots. He's a good guy. You see, I'm not doing that for Casey because Casey goes outside and they slip and fall on his shit. So I figure I'll help the good guy. And on that note, I'm the married one. <clears throat> Oh, very happy. And I'm going to go home to my wife and kiss on her. So that's it. Thank you for tuning in to Black Voices Uncensored on the Wake Up Radio. We appreciate your support. Oh, I'm going to play my dedication to DMX. Here we go again, a short film I did to show you how much I love DMX and how much I appreciate everything he's done. We're going to play Here We Go Again. And um, damn, this one on so many levels. It speaks to me, it speaks to my father, it speaks to D. Enjoy. gotta do so if it's fuck me then you know it's fuck you i kick it to shorty to try to help him understand hit him with a little work cause yo that's my little man he asked a few questions about the game and i told him made a bad move it was my job to score i never told him nothing wrong i kept it fair didn't listen so i might as well be talking to the air you know everybody makes mistakes mistakes is i but if it ain't i'm gonna take you straight it's time to say goodnight nobody likes to be played regardless of the relationship but shorty's fucking up real bad and i hate this shit i'm caught in the middle of having love for a little g no one's expected of me as a real player my next move is crucial what do i do 
I do, I keep it real with Shorty and my crew. Didn't want to kill him, so instead of putting a Mac on him, I did the only thing I could do. Turn my back on him. Yeah, I need everything. Killers that I fuck with, wanna get him dead. But I'm cool with shorty's people, so I let him in. With no more circumstances, it would be a marked man. But I hit him with a grin, I just didn't shake his hand. People used to say you black, then watch your mouth. You ain't listen, nah, not for the clout. Original man, all I'm watching is y'all. Crazy how addicted I used to be at the mall. Spending all this hard earned dough, but never bought. And it came a life was more of a curtain call. Smiling in your face, can't tell I was hurt at all. My little Asian love would go and run me to raw. Brought it to the crib and let me borrow the car. Gotta be fly, you gon' catch the people eye. Can't recognize the real when you always taught a lie. Can't remember a day when my mama wasn't hurting. Daddy wasn't brave and my niggas wasn't cursing. We was just some slaves and amazed with our burdens. Trying to find our way through this pain we immersed in. Raised by a gay shit, the sage wasn't working. Remember when they say we was three-fifths a person. But if we came first, how the fuck do that work? I know these people never like to tell the truth cause it hurt. Individual Cindy Ashley Duck 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 Ashley